Hello, and welcome back to Think Yourself Healthy Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Barbieri. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to remind you that if you take a screenshot that you're listening and tag us on Instagram, we'll send you a 15% off discount for the eight-week Retrain Your Brain program. Just take a screenshot and tag me at Heather Barbieri RDN. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to it. Hello, everybody. On today's episode of Think Yourself Healthy, we have amazing Christina Furia back to talk all things spirituality. And today we're going to be going into part two and kind of really diving into the the complications that can occur as a result of our awakening process and our spiritual beliefs and how they might differ from others. And not just our intimate relationships. I'm talking all relationships personal, professional. I mean, it impacts every part of your life. So I know for myself, this has been something that has been a big challenge for me to have to navigate over the last few years as I've had my massive awakening since 2018. And I believe that this is something that most people face. And so Christina, I'm really excited to be able to talk to you and kind of have you share a little bit of your own personal experience as well as my own to help navigate with the others how we do this. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me back. I'm really excited for this part two because you're absolutely right. It's like the natural and inevitable shifts that our interpersonal relationships go through as a result of our own spiritual awakenings and just process. I mean, it's it's major mm-hmm. and it ends up being super consequential for better or worse. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I know for myself that I have had intimate relationships impacted by my spiritual beliefs. I, you know, for those that listen and know me, they know that for me, the spirituality piece has been the last piece of the puzzle that has fallen into place over my holistic wellness journey, right? Really trying to incorporate the mind and the body. I was in denial of that spirituality piece, you know, not wanting to really truly embrace that and invite that in. However, once I was able to do that, it was the most life-changing experience that brought me together and unified my mind, body, and spirit and soul. Mm. And as a result of that, it's created some, uh, you know, communication problems, just, just overall interference with connecting with others in a healthful way. And, and then in some ways, there have been incredible Uh, relationships that have been cultivated through my, you know, shift in spirituality. So let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. (laughs) So do you want to go first or shall I? Go ahead. You you take us where you want to go. So, you know, what I've recognized over the history of my evolution is that in previous intimate relationships, I have always called in atheists, non-believers, people who had zero spirituality whatsoever. And I always had some form of spirituality. I just was confused about what it really meant and what it meant for me personally, all through religious indoctrination. And, you know, we discussed a lot of that in part one. Um, But it's interesting because I'm like, okay, this is teaching me something right? 
what is this here to teach me by calling in all of these atheist partners? And in my opinion, they were roadblocks to kind of keep me from really stepping into my spiritual power and and really being able to embody that for myself. So I've had to let those relationships go and for the better, because then it allowed me to actually be able to step in to that empowerment and, and marriage and unionship with the spiritual. Yeah. I love that you said, you know, those were like roadblocks because as you were saying that I was just having the thought, you know, those, that to me, it feels like unconscious defense mechanisms that got Mm -hmm. put into place just to keep you from having to face truth, right? Because when we're not ready to know truth, especially this level of truth, like Mm -hmm. truth, when we're not ready, we will, in a, generally speaking, in a completely unconscious way, we will find whatever we can find to barricade ourselves from that truth. Like for me, for example, for just one example, because there are many, I affiliated myself with a institution, a psychoanalytic institution that was like the branch of psychology that completely blocked out spirituality. So mm-hmm. it was um, kind of like a, a jump off from like Freudian theory. Right. Freud is very closely associated with Jung. Jung, mm-hmm. uh, Carl Jung, loves him some spirituality, like books about the soul and all of this. And I was like, no, no Jung. I don't want any Jung. Give me Freud. And he's like, there's no soul. I mean, Freud didn't literally say there's no soul, but like he didn't, he wasn't interested, right? He didn't right. want to go there. And so I associated myself with an institution that was like, we are anti-spiritual, we're anti-everything related to God, all of that. I studied there for six years, <laughs> right? It's like mm-hmm. unconsciously, I connected myself with a group of humans who would keep me safe from truth. I, you know, I love what you're saying here because so often when I'm going through diagnoses with mental health, there will be a diagnosis of spiritual confusion. <laughs> and yeah. I think and immediately when I see that diagnosis, I know that person is most likely going through their awakening and they are not being validated and accepted through the system. They're mm-hmm. being confused even more, which then tends to put them in a state of psychosis. Absolutely. And what's most ironic about that is that I can't remember the exact definition, but like the true definition of psychology, like integrally relates to spirituality. But Mm -hmm. as with most things, we like butchered it and turned it into something else. We picked and choose what benefits, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's, It's chosen information that supports a bias. Yeah. And in the case of, of psychology in particular, I mean, it's been, it's been really um, manipulated by the healthcare system because ultimately mm-hmm. with healthcare, it's like, okay, how, what can we do that's going to be the most efficient, that's going to give us the most bang for our buck? And so right. cognitive behavioral therapy became the end-all be-all. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with CBT, but it's not the end-all be-all. And right. quite frankly, if you only do CBT and ignore all of the rest of the aspect of the human experience, you ain't going to get that far. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. You are so on point, my friends. So there's a lot of people out there who are really suffering right now as we're going through this massive, massive acceleration of an awakening. And it's creating so much chaos in relationships right now. And the thing is, is that this is actually happening for us. You know, all of this confusion and chaos that's being cultivated in society through our interpersonal relationships 
is intentionally happening for us to step into our highest and greatest good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I mean, at the beginning, well, not the beginning. Uh, my like awakening was January of 2019, so just about mm-hmm. four years. You and um, I were very similar, my friend. Eight. November yeah, of 2018. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it 18, was November right? of 2018 is where that. Aww. Yeah, so Look you and us. I are just little... two months apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. Um, so where, where was I going with that? Well, with the awakening, you were saying. Um, oh, in right. Your, in... Yeah, sorry. I'm with you. Um, so yeah, it wasn't the very beginning of my awakening, though at the at that point, my marriage was already, my new marriage was already struggling. We'd been together for like seven years or something, but newly mm-hmm. married. And then uh, at this point, like 15 months ago, I ended up getting a divorce. And, you know, ultimately, it's not like it was this thing where it was like, well, I'm spiritual now and you're not. It wasn't that. I mean, my ex-wife is a beautiful person and she's also spiritual in her own way. Um, but really it's when you become activated in this way, become activated by God, mm-hmm. anything that's not true and real falls away. Yeah. And if you resist that, you suffer. Absolutely. So I was actually from January 2019 to July 2021 or whatever it was, you know, I was suffering a lot because my marriage wasn't correct for me. And I was trying to fit myself someplace I didn't belong. Mm-hmm. And my more and more awakened self was like, this isn't right. This isn't right. And so there's this like pushing. There's this this really uncomfortable internal experience that creates cognitive dissonance, we'll say. Yes. I mean, it creates all kinds of stuff, really. Yeah. But yeah. ultimately, it got to the point where I became activated enough that it was like, if I don't end this relationship, I am harming everybody right because it wasn't even just me and her anymore the the ripple effects I was I was harming the people around me as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. so was there any kind of physical symptoms that presented for you that were helping to kind of get your attention to say hey Christina this relationship isn't working right now and you're gonna have to take necessary action you're ignoring all the flags, so I'm going to try and speak a little louder to you. Did any of that occur? Yeah, I mean, I have so many different... God wasn't playing around with me. God was like, <laughs> I'm going to show you every which way in which you need to exit the scene. Um, oh. So I started going through all kinds of things. You know, it's funny, like, I look at videos of myself, you know, because everything we do is documented. Yes. Talk about for better or worse, right? It's like, right. you can look back and see things a lot of people don't see. And so I guess now it would be like about two years ago or a little less. Every video I saw of myself, I looked so awkward. It was almost like I was going through like a second adolescence or something. Mm-hmm. It was like, I didn't even like, it's funny to say, but it was like, I didn't even like do my hair or put on my makeup properly anymore. It's like everything just seemed off. It's total self-betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and in, the, in the most unconscious way possible, yeah, right? Right. It's Absolutely. not like I was like, I think I'll do my makeup no. today. No. <laughs> no, it's, it's literally, it's, it's neglect that starts cultivating through that self-betrayal process because we're in that cognitive dissonance, right? The subconscious is like, no, we got to stay safe. You know mm-hmm. what this looks like. This is comfortable. You can hang in. And then the other part of us is like, but what if, 
what if I did decide to just drop out and let it go and be open without attaching to any kind of expectation of outcome? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's simultaneously all inspiring mm-hmm. and completely terrifying. Absolutely. Right? It's both. And I had been with my wife on and off since I was 23. So like, Mm -hmm. I didn't really know adulthood without her. Right. And we had just moved across the country. So now I'm alone on the opposite side of the country from everybody I know and love going Mm -hmm. through a divorce in service of, you know, truth and all of this, like in service of what something that felt really correct, but it doesn't change the fact that it feels like you're dying. No, it does. I'm not saying that in a way that's like exaggerated. Like I felt like I was dying. Yeah. I feel you. I mean, I personally have been going through a lot over the last year with my current marriage. Uh, My husband and I got married October 30th of 2021. And um, within less than a month of us getting married, he ended up coming down with COVID. I had gotten COVID a month prior to us getting married. And this started just uh, wreaking havoc in terms of our own intrapersonal relationship that was happening with all of these things that were occurring from a physical and a psychological place it and then with my massive you know awakening and my 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 desire to help humanity so much it started to really create some conflict within the relationship and i started to get really fearful that I had made the wrong decision that I, you know, uh, that this isn't something that is going to be sustainable. And ultimately there's a lot of conversations that have been needed to be had that should have been done a lot sooner, right. That created more unfortunate consequences, lots of triggers, (laughs) lots of patterns started showing up based on our core wounds And it just created a really unhealthy environment where both of us were really suffering immensely, immensely. And we knew that this isn't healthy for either one of us. This is not going to facilitate what we both desire on our own individual paths. And so we've had to modify our relationship currently as a way to support our own intrapersonal growth as well as potentially helping come back even stronger together as a unit through our interpersonal growth that we (laughs) recognize through that intrapersonal work. So in my opinion, Christina, and you know, you may not hold the same belief, but part of this awakening and the evolution of humanity is that we are being forced to have to look at those core wounds that we carry within us that are fracturing our soul and keeping us from being in alignment with our highest self and really showing up here in the world and this human experience to do what we were meant to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, so you do hundred percent. Um, so hold that belief and, and had a very intimate experience of, almost like all of my wounds rising to the surface one by one to be healed and cleared and repressed. Yes. Yeah. 
And the analogy that I like to use with others is that this healing, you know, with the way that our subconscious brain works and our neuroplasticity and this whole healing from a cellular level from all of our traumas, it kind of is like a wound, right? You get a, you get a cut and the healing is going to start at the surface, right? We're going to pull the skin back together so that we don't have loss of blood. The healing is going to be very superficial, And as we start to address those superficial things that are happening in our life, all of a sudden the the subconscious says, oh, hey, remember that thing that happened to you when you were 21 that you suppressed Mm -hmm. as a way of disassociating to stay safe and alive? You're ready. There's room. We've got the energy now. The surface stuff is done and we can start to go deeper. So in my opinion... With this whole healing movement that is happening right now, there's um, some disservice that's happening because we're thinking of it from a linear perspective, right? It's kind of a a one and done. I'm going to do the work and then I'm healed. But ultimately, the healing never really ends because once we've gotten through this lifetime of healing traumas, we then get the ability to start going into the generational traumas and past life traumas that we carry forward with us that are stored in the DNA of ourselves and activated through our ability to remember who we are and be okay with that, listening and embracing that intuitive knowing. That's what this awakening is really about, in my opinion so that we can start showing up the best version of ourselves to start helping humanity co-create with mother nature instead of all of this division and survival of the fittest that we've experienced through the patriarch up to this point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so well said. And, you know, you're absolutely right. It's like, the healing is, healing is never over. It's never done. But... Healing without spirituality, really, it has a, a missing component to it. And so therefore, mm-hmm. the healing will be, to use your word, more superficial, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when you allow yourself to view yourself as the spiritual being that you are, as a soul being, having a human experience, you do. You open yourself up to another layer of healing. And I love that you mentioned healing, you know, past life traumas and ancestral traumas. I mean, those are things that if you said that to me a couple of years ago, I'd be like, yeah, like whatever, sure. And then you go through it and it's like, wow, I didn't understand. I didn't understand it could be possible that all of this could actually purge through me. Mm -hmm. Like, and it does, it just does. And I think that part of the problem with people being able to wrap them their brains around this idea of past life traumas and generational traumas that are being stored in, at a cellular level is the, the religious indoctrination that there is no such thing as reincarnation, right? It's, <laughs> it's a one and done. It's a one and done. So that creates a lot of confusion and conflict within self because self knows, oh, no, 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 I'm energy. And energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It's just redistributed. And so ultimately, you know, science knows this, but we won't accept it. And so we just keep confusing everyone with this whole idea of absolute death. 
Yeah. And, you know, real quick, I just want to say, when I had the understanding of this idea of reincarnation and how it really, what it truly is, it made me look at death in such a different way. Mm -hmm. So many people fear death that they aren't living their lives because they're so scared of the death part. And that's where the doing comes into play. And we're meant to be. We're not meant to be constantly doing. We're meant to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're... You said so many things that are so good. It's like, first of all, as far as the science piece, it's like science is actually in many ways, I'm sort of, I'm thinking like Joe Dispenza in this moment. I can't remember exactly how he says it, but he says like science is basically like the study of the mystical, right? It's like uh -huh. things that were spiritual concepts for many, many, many years are now being studied through the lens of science. Mm -hmm. And so actually science could be supporting us so much more, like mainstream science could be supporting Absolutely. us so much more in this human evolution forward. If to your point, we understood things like energy can't be created or destroyed. Mm -hmm. You don't just have one life. What kind of BS is that? That makes no fucking sense. I know. Right? I know. <laughs> but I had somebody ask me really recently, um, somebody who I don't think of as, as unwise, Mm -hmm. If, if I thought that people reincarnated multiple times. And when she asked me that, I was like, I almost thought she was joking. And then mm -hmm. I was like taken aback, but she meant it. Mm -hmm. And you know, she's somebody who grew up in, in the Catholic religion. So it's like, yeah, we haven't no. been given the right information to know. I, mean, I was raised Catholic and I was raised with this belief system. You sin, you go to hell. Mm -hmm. It's a one and done. You're going to yeah. burn forever in misery. And in my personal opinion, we're already in hell. And now we're working our way back up to heaven. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and really what it is, it's, it's, it's an elevation of consciousness. It's an elevation of consciousness that is helping us to reach those higher vibrational frequencies. And I, I was watching Instagram stories this morning before I rolled out of bed and a guy was doing a motivational story and he said something about your frequency is frequently what you see. Mm. And I was like, oh, oh, that makes yeah. so much sense. And here's the thing. What I loved about this is that, you know, when you're not learning your lesson, because you're in that cognitive dissonance or in that ego and denial and not wanting to accept that change needs to be embraced. We, um, where was I going with this? Frequency, change needs to be embraced. What you see. Oh yeah, with the lessons. They constantly keep showing up in different ways in our life. So for me, Earlier in this interview, when I said that I kept calling in emotionally unavailable men who were atheist, it just kept repeating because I was in absolute denial that when I needed to look at the morals, values, and ethical beliefs of the person I am calling into my life to create a partnership with, there has to be an alignment. And I was denying the spiritual piece. And I was also denying how much emotional intimacy I truly needed. So mm -hmm. it just kept showing up 
as the evidence I needed to validate the core belief that I wasn't worthy and deserving. Fundamentally, I'm flawed. I'm not lovable. Boom. I get to be victim. Now I'm, you know, picking at all of my wounds from a spiritual level and just stuck in pain and suffering. So, yeah. And the lesson will just keep getting presented to you in the form of humans, right? Yes. In the form of relationships. It'll keep getting presented again and again and again until you actually receive the lesson. And guess what? For a lot of people, that's across multiple lifetimes. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. Well, yeah, because you go up for that life review. I just did an interview with a uh, lady who uh, had a near-death experience and who actually went to heaven, sat down at the table with Jesus and God and did her life review. And she was like, he literally, there's a piece of paper that was pulled out. And we were going through all of the things that I had chosen for this lifetime to learn. And then he pulls out the ones, but from this one and this one, we still got to add these onto the list over here. You got to go back. You have work to do. So it was really, you know, that was a really cool conversation to get to have because we don't realize the depth in which the healing really needs to occur in order to liberate and free ourselves so that we can raise up to those multi-dimensional places that we desire to be. Yeah. And keeping it kind of on, on theme with this, you know, relationship piece, it's like, you know, relationships are some of our biggest opportunities for these lessons to occur, Absolutely. right? Because we are, we're all connected, right? We're, we don't show up here in a vacuum, just doing our own thing. We're learning and growing through one another. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes spiritual awakening is really full of, of disruption to relationships because when you sign up to acknowledge your spiritual self, when you actually say, okay, yes, I'm going to live as a spiritual being, you're also signing up for a quickening of, of pace of lessons in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. I signed on to be a spiritual being in this lifetime. For me, it was, you know, age 31. So from age 31 to right now, I'm 35. The lessons have been absolutely wild. And mm-hmm. so many of them have been relationally based. Mm-hmm. And it's because that rapid growth, now I'm in a place where I can contribute. Right. I can contribute and help the collective more than when I was five years ago in a relationship that I was hiding in and Mm -hmm. not living as my true self. Absolutely. Absolutely. And through these relationship challenges, you know, when we get triggered and we start playing out our patterns of reaction, this is really where there's so much opportunity that can be created for behavior change. And in my opinion, the relationship by having these challenges and dynamics, they can help you expand in exponential ways if you have the ability to see it through the lens of growth and not through being stuck in the victim mentality. I think that Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of us get caught up. And even in my current relationship, I found myself victimizing myself a little thinking, did I make the wrong decision? Did I, have I not broken my cycle? Am I still calling in, you know, the, the same kind of things that I have in the past. And so for me, with this current situation, um, you know, my partner, we both have to kind of be open to doing the work. It can't be just a one-sided uh, situation. And 
we go into partnerships, especially marriage, with this idea of death to death do us part. It's a one and done, right? But I don't believe that. I believe that we make soul contracts with each other and they're for intentional lessons that we're supposed to learn and that there is hope for evolution and growth together that could, you know, continue to maintain against other other lifetime experiences. But we're conditioned so differently. And and we just, you know, I know one of my patterns is run. As soon as conflict mm-hmm. starts to create, I'm the runner. And it wasn't until recently where I had my awareness, my mother and brother came for a visit and there was a little family conflict that was happening and my mom got really upset and her default state was, I want to go home, you know, getting very emotional, crying. I want to go home. I don't want to be here. I don't want to talk to anyone. And in that moment, I was like, ooh. That's me. Oh shit. I'm doing that in my own relationship right now. Like I see now where I'm showing up with these patterns and acting out in a way that was conditioned into me. It's not my authentic true self. That's Mm -hmm. just my defense mechanism that I've built for safety and survival. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so many important things that you said there, but what really stood out to me was something you said at the beginning that really speaks to just This idea that like, oh, you were saying about soul contracts Mm -hmm. and like, you know, this till death do us part thing. And it's like, yeah, some people are going to be together for the rest of their lives. And perhaps that's the soul contract that they made. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it's the soul contract they made. But (laughs) it's like, what's also really true is that when you live fully, when you truly say, I'm going to live life full out, you do whether you realize it or not, you do sign up for a greater level of turmoil mm-hmm. in your life, right? Absolutely. If you're going to always be staying in alignment and you're expecting to, see, to stay with somebody over the course of an entire lifetime, the alignment might change. What it means mm-hmm. to be aligned might shift and change. And it's so important to understand that that's actually part of it. Like, I, mm-hmm. especially because I used to, to be focused on slightly different work that was more about like, you know, being high vibe and manifestation and this and that, which, you know, there's a place for that stuff, but it's like, we, that type of work can often create the belief that we have to be a certain way. We have to be at a certain high level all the time. But the truth is this human experience, it's all over the place. And sometimes it is going to be really low. It's going to be hard. What you're speaking to, in my opinion, is what I would call spiritual bypassing, where we are just completely in, you know, Ooh, and there's so much of this, spiritual bypassing that is happening right now in in the spiritual world that you know I'm like oh gosh we got to do something about this because this is this is not the mm-hmm. answer but at least it's kind of a, a a lead into potentially the right direction I think I, I think that both you and I took similar approaches and we discussed this in episode one where there was a more comfort with embracing universe and manifestation mm-hmm. and those kind of things. But ultimately it got to a point for both of us where we knew this is superficial. I got to go yeah. deeper because this isn't going to cut it. And so, and as a collective, these are the conversation and things that we need to be talking about so that we can embrace and empower one another to truly accept where we're yeah. evolving to. Yeah. And if you look at soul life trajectory, so not human life trajectory, but soul mm-hmm. life trajectory or soul evolution, um, 
ultimately that place that you just described we used to be, which does have this sort of slight spiritual bypassing vibe to it. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a stop on on the on the journey, right? Exactly. And so for me, in this last year, as my work has tr- uh, transitioned into what I deem to be far less spiritual bypassy, you know, like uh, much more this is truth, like anchored in. People that have followed me for years, um, not just like followers, but also fellow content creators in the spiritual space. I'm talking mm-hmm. people that have followed me from almost the beginning. Some mm-hmm. of those people have left. And it's like, well, why did they go? It's very easy to personalize it. But then when you look at it more closely, it's like, oh, they left because I'm triggering them to the places that they haven't been ready to look at yet. (laughs) Yes. No, that's exactly what is happening. And, And that's the thing. We have to be okay with that. And it's, you know, I know for myself, I was very intimidated to, from a social media perspective, to start really speaking out about my true beliefs and this knowing that I have within me without the validated evidence from science to say, yes, what she is Mm -hmm. speaking is absolute truth. But I believe that part of this spiritual evolution that we're having is to have, to be able to step into the authority of really embracing that intuitive knowing and saying, you know what? I don't need the facts. I don't need the evidence. I already have everything I need within. And for me, this is my truth and I'm okay with that. And you don't have to accept it. And Mm -hmm. when we step into that power, that's huge because no one has power over you anymore. Like there's no one who can touch you at that point. Yeah, But for me, starting the journey, I was very fear-based. I wanted to start talking about this shit in 2020. And I was like, I'll do my Retrain Your Brain program. That'll be the easiest way for me to start pulling them in to these concepts without totally shaking their world and creating a significant cognitive dissonance within them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I've gotten to the point where I'm like, no, I, it, it's not cutting. It's no longer fulfilling. That is not enough for me anymore. I have to get to, I have to go deeper and and we have to really talk about God and, and being our own source of power that is connected with that higher source. You know, we're, we're amazing. How cool is it? In my opinion, (laughs) that we incarnated here and we signed up. We're like, okay, so I'm going to get amnesia. And I'm going to forget everything. And then I'm going to go through this journey. And there are going to be things that trigger me to try and wake me up. And then ultimately, I'm going to come to that point where I can wake up and have the realization, holy crap, how powerful am I that I signed up to come here to planet Earth (laughs) to do this work? But what's the end? Sorry, you get to the point which you're at right now, where now you become the trigger. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, you become the trigger because you are mirroring to others what is within them that they're not willing to embrace and and see and do the work with, which is why there's so much conflict in our relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And so I know in my own marriage, this has been this has been the most beautiful, incredible experience that I've had with what him and I have had to go through over the last year. We're getting ready to have our first anniversary coming up in October. And um, through all of this, you know, we're, 
I'm seeing us really starting to go like this, but I couldn't carry that load on my own. He had to be willing to step in and say, hey, I got to do my work too so that I can meet her where she's at instead of her constantly dropping back down to meet me where I'm at. And that's what most of us are doing on a regular basis and why we're walking around so anxious and depressed because our physical cells are saying, this isn't you. This isn't your truth. This isn't what is meant for you. Yeah. And there's a lot of bravery that's involved in being willing to live this way, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's funny. Somebody the other day said to me that I'm one of the strongest people that they know. And as they said that, I like just very quickly without meaning to just scan back in my mind. So all of the times in the last 12 months that I've just been on the floor, absolutely taken out by life. Yeah. And so my immediate reaction was to be like, you are mistaken. I am not strong. And then I thought about it for another second longer. It was like, oh, that is why you're so strong. Mm-hmm. You're willing to go to the truth. You're willing to go to the dark places. And like you're saying, there's also a willingness to stand in truth, even when that means sacrifice in the physical. A lot of my relationships have fallen away in the last mm-hmm. in the last year. On Instagram, I've lost thousands of followers. In many ways, I'm the least popular I have ever been. Yeah. And guess what? Same. I am the most grounded in myself and empowered by the decisions that I make and the words that I that come out of my mouth than I have ever been. Yeah, I feel you, sister, so hard on this. You know, every day I see my following going down by hundreds, and I'm like taking a deep breath, and I go, you know what? I'm I'm on point. I am heading in the right direction because I am triggering people. It's creating a lot of discomfort with them, but through it, it's planting the seed. Mm-hmm. It's planting the seeds. It's planting those seeds. And then later, if they choose to sow and cultivate them, great. If they don't, it is what it is. But at least I had an opportunity to plant the seed, to help spark something within them to be that activator. I know for myself that one of my mission purposes here is to be an activator. It's to activate within others what is true and, and you know, really meant for them, which I am so grateful to be able to be that person and have these really triggering conversation and talk about all these controversial or what we would now call conspiracy type theory of, mm-hmm. you know, this whole human experience. It's exciting. It is exciting. and But very know, painful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it really it challenges all the parts of you that, you know, just want to stay safe and that mm-hmm. just want to be liked. Right? right? Like such a big part of this for me, a major piece of the lessons for me in this last year has been accepting that I am still worthy. I am still mm-hmm. lovable. Mm-hmm. Even when somebody clicks unfollow. Absolutely. Even when somebody who I thought of as a friend is like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, right? It's like my worth is not shaken by another human being's choice, right? Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, like we're talking about, they're just they're just on their own journey. And I'm Absolutely. poking and triggering at their stuff the way they're poking and triggering my stuff. And we're just doing what we're all meant to be doing. Absolutely. And so to that, I, I'm going to share a little story. I sent my father a Father's Day card. And um, him and I have not been on speaking terms since early 2020. He is very threatened by anyone who is embracing their healing journey. He's very much in denial of wanting, you know, just he's in refusal. 
And so I, amongst many of my other family members, have chosen to be the disruptors, to do the work and reap the most amazing benefits from it. So I sent him a Father's Day card. My mom came out to visit and she says to me, she's like, Heather, what has happened between you and your father? He refuses to open the card that I sent him for Father's Day. And so here's where I know how much I've grown. I have severe abandonment and rejection issues, especially related around my father, okay, father wound. My biological father left it too, and then my stepfather, uh, he stepped in it four years old. So he ultimately was my father figure. He was the one that walked me down, you know, when I got married the first time. He wouldn't come to my wedding. He wouldn't come to my second wedding. And so- Um, You know, this is where I know how much I've grown because the old Heather, the wounded little girl who felt so abandoned and rejected would have been absolutely mortified, probably would have, you know, canceled the wedding out of spite, like, oh, he's not going to do this. (laughs) And so it's really, it's beautiful to see. And, you know, like I share with my family, I love my father. I love him immensely, despite what his, you know, own personal perspectives are and and whatnot. Um, I know that it's just his refusal to step up and get out of the comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. And you're threatening him, right? Yeah. Not in an ego-based way, a really deep way. His Mm -hmm. soul in this lifetime is perhaps not ready to awaken. And yeah. so if you're coming and that, at him with truths that could spark that awakening, he's going to even reject his own child in order perhaps. to keep that safety intact. Yep. That's yep. how, that's how intense it is. When you're not ready to awaken, you will do whatever mm-hmm. you need to do to not. I call them system protectors. It's yeah. like being a system protector because the matrix wants to stay intact, you know? Mm-hmm. And so for those that aren't willing to detach from the 3D and the materialism and be able to step more into that spirituality component of it, they're just protecting what is in place because they don't want to see change created. You know, change is so threatening on so many levels to our ego. Mm-hmm. So frightening. So, so yeah, you know, I, I, myself, I've, I've really experienced a lot. Some of my dearest friendships over the last several years are no longer, which it is what it is. I, I have, I only can see compassion and love for those that want to have, you know, negative comments who want to speak out and try to, you know, cancel me and all of that crap. It's like, Bring it on because I'm untouchable. I am so sturdy in my belief and my knowing that anything you throw at me, it's not going to shatter me because I have brought all of those fractured pieces back and I can stand in that power and speak the truth and not feel threatened what others' perception of what I am speaking triggers within them. Yeah. And that fractured piece that you're saying, those fractured pieces or parts, like you can't really piece those all back together again without the spiritual component, right? You without, can do some of it for yeah, sure. Yeah. I did a lot of healing a good the superficial. without spirituality, but right. The superficial. You're not doing the whole thing. You have you don't, to incorporate the soul 
and the soul journey in order to really experience that wholeness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I feel I'm, I'm getting goosebumps. This is resonating as absolute truth. Mm -hmm. You know, our physical bodies, whenever we're in alignment and we are speaking a truth that we don't maybe have actual evidence for, our physical body will present symptoms to us. So we'll get like a tingling in the foot or a very itchy foot, or we'll start getting goosebumps on one side of the body. We'll get ringing in one or the other ear. We might get that activation of the crown where we start to get tingling at the top of the head. And all of that is energetic. It's energy that is opening up and flowing to the cells. It's Oh, it's so exciting. Yeah, totally. At the beginning, you asked me if I experienced physical symptoms, and I kind of answered you a little bit, but not fully. I started experiencing heart pain, mm-hmm. just literal heart mm-hmm. pain, not mm-hmm. generalized chest pain, mm-hmm. but pain in my heart. And I was like, what is this? And of course, now I realize that it was my, my heart chakra that was awakening and also purging and clearing. And the heart in particular... When you're feeling anything in your heart space and including the entire chest as well, the access to the soul when we're in a human body is through the heart. Mm-hmm. So if you're feeling something in there, that's like your your soul like poking. I see yeah. it as like the soul is inside of the heart, like poking from within. Yeah. Trying endeavoring to, to speak to you, endeavoring yeah. to, to show itself to you. It's trying to open up that portal to our higher selves. Yeah. Uh, So I'm really glad that you're bringing this up because it was a little over a month ago, my husband and I, we were having a conversation and it was a kind of like a, a conclusion type of situation where action had to be taken. What we were doing no longer was working. We knew that there had to be some separation that needed to occur. And while I was lying in bed, I was just hysterical. I mean, I am bawling. I am snot just running down my nose, down the side of the mattress. I'm too distraught to get up to get you know the tissue i am just an absolute emotional mess i was purging i was purging that snot coming out of my body was purging (laughs) but here's what happened he held the space for me okay he literally held the space allowed me to just hysterically cry knowing that there was nothing in that moment he could absolutely do for me But just having his physical presence and him holding the space, just saying, you know, it's okay, let it go, release it, cry, let it go. All of a sudden, I had the biggest activation in my heart portal that I have ever experienced. And it literally felt like it went open. And then this energy just started projecting out that overcame my entire body. It felt like it was radiating in the whole room. Mm. And what's so cool about this is this is where I know I had an activation that raised my consciousness to a place of higher enlightenment. Because shortly after that, a couple weeks later, I ended up watching that Jeffrey Dahmer series. God whispered and told me I had to. And I was like, this is so weird. But in the end... All I could feel was compassion and love. And it even allowed me to have an immense amount of compassion, love, and understanding for my partner and what we're going through right now that helped me drop out those, I got to just leave. I'm out. You know, it, it was, it was the thing that needed to happen for me to say, oh, 
you've got work to do. And this is exciting. Yeah. That's a purification process, right? And the more mm-hmm. purified we become, the more aligned we become with love. Mm-hmm. It's like, as, especially as you purge from the heart space, Absolutely. I, I purged out the stuff that was blocking me from being the love that I am. Once it's cleared out, you do find love in everything and everyone. Yeah. So for me, what I believe was happening in that moment is that my higher self was choosing me and I no longer was in a fear-based state of trying to cling on to the relationship for, you know, expectation of outcome and conditioning and all of the things where I really realized in that moment, if it is meant to be mine, I have to let it go. And if we are meant to be together, we will individually take responsibility for the work that we need to do and then collectively come back together and try to marry that in a, in a positive way. And so by me letting go of the fear of saying, you know what, maybe a separation is best. Maybe we can't live under the same roof right now and do this work together. And we have to do it individually and find a way to create intimacy and in trying to recultivate that unionship that we, you know, a year ago went into. <laughs> and so for me, I believe it was really about dropping out the fear, purging all yeah. of that out and then being able to receive. And I, I really, you know, am excited about our future together and where we're headed because I think some really amazing things have cultivated through just the last 30 days of this experience. That's such a beautiful awareness because ultimately what you're describing is your ego surrendering, right? Like Mm -hmm. through your grief, through your Mm -hmm. immense grief, your ego, it went offline. Right. The ego goes offline, which we need our egos. It's only going to go offline temporarily. But once the ego goes offline, then you can can be the love and you can see truth, which is what happened to you. Right. And, you know, there's the, the fear part, right? Because the fear wasn't just of letting go of the relationship. There, The fear was more of like, what are people going to say? <laughs> I haven't even been married a year. Like, mm-hmm. What are people mm-hmm. going to think of me? This is my second marriage. Like, oh my God, what's the judgment and the criticism? And then in that moment, I realized like, this is all so stupid. This is not aligned with me and my higher self. And I just have to let go of all of that. And by choosing yeah. that, I feel just amazing things that uh, both of us are are having the ability to cultivate and receive with one another. Yeah, those ego stories, they're fear-based. And they are. the higher self knows nothing of it. The higher self mm-hmm. doesn't give shit about your ego stories. And that's why when the ego does surrender, it's like a whole new world opens itself up to you because the ego is so limiting. Right. I recently heard this concept that I absolutely loved. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense to me. People are always like, yeah, but you know, you got free will, but like, what about destiny? And then it was like, oh, okay, destiny. I got to take destiny into play. How do I answer this question? (laughs) And I recently heard this concept and this made so much sense to me. They said, destiny is your higher self's free will. Hmm. That's beautiful. Right? I was like, oh, that just connected another piece of the puzzle to put this all together because I couldn't figure out how to bring destiny into the situation with free will. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. That's a beautifully concise 
yeah, so, thinking that through. Yeah. So for me, the way that I, you know, interpret this is this is kind of like one of those timeline moments where the higher self says, uh, 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 we, we realize where you're heading and we're going to intervene with our free will. Mm-hmm. Our higher self's free will. Right, which is an activation of the highest timeline for your life. You got it. Exactly. How cool is that? Really freaking cool. What if the whole rest of the world knew this information and could really just step in and embrace it? Where would we be as a collective, right? Yeah. yeah. We would be in such a, a, a much better state. Regardless, this is happening. There is no stopping this. So... The more individuals who choose to step into their own responsibility and accountability for their healing process, the sooner we can get out of this. Otherwise, we're just going to continue to delay this out from a collective piece. But no matter what, it's happening. Yeah. And guess what? If you're here on Earth at this time, if you chose, because you did choose to come here on onto Earth at this time, then you're meant to be a part of this. You're meant to be a part of humanity's up level. Absolutely. Man, Christina, it is just such a joy to always have these kinds of conversations with you. And one thing that I am grateful for is as other collaborations and things fall away from my opportunity for being brave and stepping into my truth and claiming my spirituality and and saying God is number one, God is my creator, um, I'm so blessed to have an opportunity to create a deeper and more intimate relationship with you. Hmm. I feel the exact same way. Truly. It's been such a blessing. And I really, really believe that we'll do something beautiful together. These podcasts have also been beautiful, of course, but there's more to come here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Christina, thank you so much. So tell the audience what you got going on, how they can connect with you, how they can work with you, how they can be supported by you. Yeah, absolutely. So everything runs through Instagram for me. So you can find me at your new frequency and I've got all kinds of stuff going on right now. I have a new program coming out called Awaken, which is a three month program to really bring you to the place of, of deeper awareness, a deeper connection to your higher self and the power that does exist within you. So um, that's an option as well as I've got all kinds of free stuff that you can find on my page. So yeah, Instagram, your new frequency is really the number one go-to for me. Well, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and transparent and being so brave and courageous to (laughs) share your truths with the rest of the world, because I truly believe there are a lot of people listening who needed to hear this conversation and are feeling hope for themselves. And not only that, but they also have some direction and validation for what they're feeling and experiencing. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Think Yourself Healthy podcast. Do me a favor. And if you loved this episode, please go leave a review. Reviews help make sure that this content reaches more people so that we can continue to heal as a collective. Remember to take a screenshot that you're listening and tag us on Instagram at Heather Barbieri RDN for a 15% discount on the Retrain Your Brain program. See you next time.